Welcome to Porsche Pattern with Bracken Helms, the show where we hear Bracken and his distinguished guests from the Porsche community patter on about Porsches and all things automotive. Porsche Patter is sponsored by Circuit 64. Circuit 64 creates authentic automotive apparel made for like-minded automotive enthusiasts. The links for Circuit 64 are in the show notes. Okay, let's get to it. Larry Moulton Part 4. Okay, in this one, we mostly go over his racing career. I also wanted to clarify at one point he says Clifford a few times. What he's referring to is Steve Clifford. It's Steve Clifford Volkswagen Porsche. It was a dealership in Provo, Utah. It's not there anymore. (laughs) He works at Dave Strong's Porsche up in Salt Lake City. So when he's talking about racing for Clifford, it was a different dealership um, about 40 miles south. Anyway, here's part four of Larry Moulton. Do you have a favorite auto publication? I always like the... What was that one? It was a Porsche magazine. What was it? There's Excellence. Yeah, I liked Excellence. 911 World or 911 Porsche World. There's GT Porsche. I think Excellence is the one I read the most. Have you ever looked at Triple Zero? No. So I've subscribed to that, even though I don't make that much money in the magazine. They're like $70 a piece. Wow. I should have brought one. Pete Stout started, you know who Pete Stout is, right? Mm -hmm. Well, he started at Excellence, then they went over to Panorama, and then someone just said, you know, design whatever you want. So it's somewhere between a magazine and a book. And like some of the articles are like 100 pages long. It's really nice. Most of what I read lately is uh, old hot rod magazines. That I had from high school. <laughs> it sounds kind of weird, but you know, it's, uh, I had a lot of that stuff when I was in high school. I just like to look at the, you know, 1959, 60, what they had then, and the prices. It's pretty interesting. You buy something for three dollars and ninety-five cents. I'll ship it to you. <laughs> Things like that. So you have a hot rod now, right? Yeah. What is it? It's a thirty-two Ford. Okay. Three window. Is that a deuce coupe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my friend's dad's built one. Or he, it could be done. I mean, yeah. it's my best friend, but I don't check in what his dad's doing. It's yeah, been it's, 10 years. it's really a pretty car. It's got Corvette motor and all that stuff. It's downstairs. Before you leave, I'll show it to you. Okay. Um, when was your first ride in a Porsche? We had a fellow in town that had an independent, and he came from, he left the dealership, and his name was Larry Leba, and he really eccentric. He took me for a ride in Speedster, and that was actually the first Porsche I got in. He had this thing about transmissions. You want to talk about shifting? He said, if you drive this car, play like the gear shift's made out of glass, and you have to move it very carefully. <laughs> so I already remember that story. He was a he was a good guy, really eccentric, but way into Porsches. He had a RS uh, sixty. Oh, cool. Four camera that he raced for a while. He had a couple of speedsters. A couple of guys here in town had uh, career speedsters. The real ones, four cameras. There was a lot of those cars around. But they were hard to keep tuned, right? Yeah, yeah, they were pretty magic. As far as just tuning them and timing them and just the carburetors, it wasn't that big a deal. But to get into the motor was you know, a lot of guys. There was only a few guys that could really do them. Because I have a friend, mentor, whatever, some old guy in California that I'm friends with, and he had a bunch of like speedsters and 356s. And I asked him, if, Do any of them have four cams? 
And he said, oh, God, no, don't tell me you're going to get into that, too. And I'm like, he's like, everybody's four. We didn't like four cans back then. I mean, I just wanted to get in the car and drive, and those four cans were a pain in the ass. <laughs> I've driven them. They were really torquey, yeah, really torquey motors. But they weren't, they weren't fast like a 911 Porsche. So how did you feel when you drove your first, when you got to ride in your first Porsche? Well, naturally, when I was 20 years old, I wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, fastest driven. Where, what car, why, when? Oh, just fastest street cars? Well, yeah, let's do street cars. Yeah, street cars. Probably, probably 140. In what car? In a turbo. Just on the freeway out here. A 930 or what? A 930. Okay. But I never drove the cars all that fast because I'd take them out road testing, but I'd always afraid I'm going to hurt the owner's car. Um, build you are most proud of, or a car that you worked on that you're most proud of, that you built up or whatever? If anything? Yeah. Probably that Turnway race car I had. Okay. They only built 50 of them. They were out of England. They looked like a baby Cobra. And they had a four-cylinder Ford motor in it. And I started racing that nationally, and there was only like three of them running in the whole country. But we worked and worked and worked on that thing. I ran it 15 years. We ran the SCCA circuits and went to the national runoffs every year. Won a lot of things with that car. Really a good car. It was, yeah, it was in the days when the sports car people built their cars. We built our own engines. And we built Worked on the suspension well with the old roll bars. Now you just buy everything. <laughs> right. But in those days, everybody built their stuff. You know? It was a lot of innovation, a lot of playing around. So that was probably the best area. <laughs> Did you do much um, tuning or racing out, whatever you want to call it, of Porsches? Well, when I had my 356, I did. Okay. Because we were building our own motors for production, different pistons and cams and and all that kind of stuff, because you build everything. And then they had, in, in the 356s, they had a, the transmissions, you could buy different ratios for each gear. Like fourth gear you could change, first gear, second gear. And we used Carrera gears in the pushrod cars racing and stuff like that. Right. It was a lot, of, a lot of hands-on experimenting and actually building it yourself. I built a transmission for my car, it wasn't legal, but we took a second gear and machined it and moved it into first. So we moved the whole gear stack down. And then the fourth gear was a four camera. Fourth gear. Okay. So it was like a five speed to go first. Okay. <laughs> but it took a lot of work and a lot of machining. I had a lot of friends at machine shops and stuff. We made it work. Okay. Advice for someone that wants to modify their car? Don't do too much. You know, it's. One thing to put a little exhaust on it, don't get it obnoxious when, you know, don't put shocks on it, make the car crummy to drive, too low to the ground. You know, there's a point where it's not fun anymore. You know, it looks good sitting on the side of the street, but right. you can get to the point that you overdo it. Billy, my little brother, he had a friend and one of the kids had like a brand new GTI. And he was pretty lucky to have the GTI. But then the other friend, his dad was really rich. And so he got this GTI and he did everything to it. He did so many modifications to it. And everybody's like, oh, you know, he's got this, it's got that. And they just, he just threw 
every party could in this car. And one one night they were just like they're friends and they were always hanging out and everybody just assumed that one was so fast and they got into a race and the stock one was so much faster. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I've seen that a lot. These people buy all this aftermarket stuff and they they'll buy sway bars with you know, steel bush, you know, monoballs, you know, like Yeah. So you know, a month later they're rattling like crazy and they put exhaust systems on and just obnoxious and half the time they lose horsepower. Yeah. And, you know, you just don't get too carried away. You know, don't ruin your driver. It's fun to play with them and yeah. lower them and mess around, but there's a point where you're going to cause yourself a lot of problems. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different angles you can go down. I mean, I know that, like, for if you want to enjoy the car and feel, usually you get more feel from a smaller diameter wheel. Mm -hmm. But people want the big one because, you know, more tire on the ground, but also looks good sitting there. Yeah. But yeah, you like I'll be reading magazines and it's like they'll test like a G body car and the the early ones will have like a fifteen inch and then the other ones will have sixteen and they're like, Why is this so much funner to drive? And then they end up finding <laughs> out that it's like it doesn't look as cool with the fifteens, but yeah. They have more feel. Yeah. It rides better. Yeah, it just depends on what you want to do. It's like 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 I told you when we were autocross, if we ruined our street car so bad we had might as well go race it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite track or race? <clears throat> My favorite track is Road Atlanta in Georgia before they changed it. Anybody that knows about Road Atlanta, they took what they called the dip out of it. Okay. Where you came down the back straight down in and then up under the bridge. They changed that because it crashed a lot of cars. But probably my two favorite tracks would be Road Atlanta and Willow Springs in California. I really like those two places. Then I liked Riverside before I tore that down. I raced for years at Riverside. That was a real fast track. That was really fun. Yeah, I raced at Riverside a lot because we didn't have a track here those years. And I was a member of Cow Club. So I had to tow down there every time. Oh, really? We raced Phoenix, Riverside, Willow Springs, Sears Point, Portland. Went to Laguna a couple times. Then, then we'd go out in the Midwest. You won Ron Atlanta, right? Yeah. yeah but I don't really know what else kind of racing you did. Well, three times. We won the Nationals three times, and we were runner-up several times. We podiumed probably 10, 10 or 12 times. In what car? <clears throat> Matt Turner. Okay. Yeah, it was fast. Then we ran uh, with Clifford. We ran Firehawk series. Okay. Back in the day, it started out as Playboy, and then it went to Firehawk, where they were basically showing stock cars, and you'd run in girls. We ran a six-hour Riverside. That was our first one. When we ran Sears Point, uh, one in Kansas, we ran Walking Glen, and then we also had Volkswagen Call. That we ran the two cars together. That was a lot of fun. Didn't that 940? You're talking 944 Firehawk, right? Mm -hmm. Series. Didn't that kind of lead up to? Because I was reading an article, unless I'm wrong, but they they started out with the 944s, and it was kind of not really sanctioned by Porsche. It started with a dealership, it seemed like, if I remember right. But then that slowly is what led to the 964 Cup Series. It could have been. I didn't get into that part of it. Right. But we just, Clifford, I had a friend of mine who was working for Clifford at the time, and I knew Steve quite well. Right. And uh, him and Bill Sear, the other partner, they wanted to run that Firehawk in a 944. So they asked me to drive with them and camp. My friend was working there. He was crewing. Some other guys. 
So we'd go to those six hours of 24s and, and run those run those races. And they were a lot of fun. The, the first experience at Riverside was not so good because they put the 944 in the same class as the 85 Corvette because they thought the 944 would outbreak the Corvette and all that. It wasn't good. <laughs> it was uh, pretty bad. So what cars have you raced? Obviously the Turner, the 944, yeah, and then you kind of did 356 when you were yeah, younger. Yeah, 356, Triumph Spitfire. I built an eSports racer once. That was little class. Um, what was the last serious race you did? Serious racing you did? The Turner. Okay. Yeah, I, I quit racing that in, I think, 96 or 7. We got into go-karts. Favorite driving route? All around here? Yeah. Oh, probably the Mirror Lake Highway. I don't know if you've been there. I don't think so. Yeah, you go up to Camas. Okay, I know where Camas is. And then you go out of Camas up over the top of the Uendas. And it comes out in Evanston. It's really a fun drive. It's really nice, fun little portion. I've wanted to, I've talked to my dad about it, about um, bringing my car up here because Billy's got his cars, my dad's got his, and for us to just go like maybe a couple days and just drive. Oh, yeah. There's a there's a myriad of drives that are really cool. I mean, there's just as quickies are the Mount Nebo loop down here where you go behind, over Mount Nebo and the lakes and the canyons. And, I mean, it's all over. Yeah, I, I've talked to my, I don't know if it'll ever happen. I think even ZA was like, oh, I'll come with you guys. Well, Corey, the service manager at Strong's, he's got a GT3, and he's got a whole group of guys with all kinds of cars. You know, Porsches, Lamborghinis, or whatever, and they go on these rides all the time. I don't know if you've seen that one, those two people got killed in that career a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, out by Lehigh going yeah. back. Or that, was back their, that, that was their group. Oh, really? Yeah, he said that, Corey said that that car was about a mile behind him. They said it was a PCA group, but this was his group? Yeah. Okay. Well, he might have been with PCA group, but that's what he does is his group deals. Okay. And he was in the front. But yeah, that was really bad. But there's a lot of those, you know, little little clubs that get together. And there's, you know, within a couple of hours, there's such nice drives around here. I mean, I used to, I went, I used to drive on that road like two or three times because, um, the hell's that town called out there? Um, Twilla. Oh, Twilla. I had, when I had my cyclone, Mm -hmm. I lived out like Highland, but it was like wet, uh, West Highland. So I was like, we'd go the faster way instead of going up through Salt Lake would be going Lehigh out. And and so I would do that because I didn't know anything about that car was like temperamental. And so I had to go out to a guy, <laughs> the guy that, the guy that with Tuna was in Tooele and he was, he's kind of world renowned because he's got the fastest, at the time he had the fastest street legal grand national. And so he used to tune it and it was detonating. So we put it on, it was running with gas and alcohol mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that in Utah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that, that uh, you know, every, every genre in Utah, motorcycles, Sprint car guys, there's been national champions, top drivers, and they never, you don't hear about a lot of them. But uh, I have a friend that's been three time USAC champion, they build their own cars on dirt. 
Okay, but, you know, it's just a lot of really talented people here. They're all in their little niches. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's kind of fun. Best drive you have ever had? I think some of my best drives was uh, that Mirror Lake Highway. And, uh, wife and I take the speedster. And we'd do the whole ride up over the top, and we'd go to this restaurant and come out in Evanston, Wyoming, and then turn around and come back. And it was just so much fun, you know, pine trees and everything, and just lakes. Really pleasant, especially in the speedster in the top there. It was really fun. When you come out of into Camas, they got an Arctic Circle thing there. We always got ice cream, so I guess that's kind of a neat deal. Yeah. Song you would like to hear while driving? Oh. Most anything, Willie Nelson. <laughs> okay, I like I like that stuff. Cause when we were racing a lot, we towed all night long. I'd race at Riverside on Sunday, we'd drive all the way back home Sunday night, go work Monday morning, and I always played that kind of music. Yeah, kept me awake. Just so, you know, like on the road again. And yeah, it's just kind of easy stuff. But I didn't like rock and roll because everything made so much noise. I couldn't hear it. It, you know, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. My son used to go nuts because once in a while he'd go with us when he was like, you know, 15 or 14. In those days he had the cassettes. And I'd just plug one in and let it play over and over and over again <laughs> until he went nuts and grabbed it. <laughs> I'm yeah. not listening to that one anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, what gets you excited? Oh, I still get excited very soon in driving. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm still racing. I just turned 79 and I'm racing go-karts. And, and, uh, what I race right now is about 70 mile an hour go-kart. It was really, we got our big group out here, really competitive. So I still do that. Still get, still get fun doing it. How, how much is one of those carts? Well, one like I have, I, want, I have one called K. It's an air cool 100cc. And it's about... 9,000 now. It's four, two stroke or what? Two stroke. One speed. What? My son races, I used to race shifters. My son races shifters, they go out here on the 900 foot straight about 87 miles now. And these are motors from like dirt bike, dirt bike type engines? Well, we used to run dirt bike motors. Now it's purpose built. Okay. We built the shifters in Italian racing engines. And uh, so that's one I run too. And how often do you got to like rebuild them and stuff? Well, like, what's the, the maintenance like? The hundred's not bad. Okay. The one I run. And the one that he's run, they put a piston in about every 15 hours. Okay. But he's raced shifter carts forever. It's been national champion two or four times running shifter carts. Yeah, we go to the uh, Scoot, they call it the Scoot and Nationals in Vegas every year. And he's the only person that's run all 25 years. And there's generally. 600 entries from South America, Australia, Europe. Yeah. Had several Formula One drivers, always have a NASCAR guy or two, and then you come back to him. It's quite the event. And he does really well? Yeah, he's won that, I think, three times at least. Okay. So. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, comment, like, and share with your friends. Feel free to send questions or suggestions to the email in the description of the show. Special thanks to our sponsor, Circuit 64. Goodbye for now. We hope we can get together again for our next episode.
Now get out there and enjoy the cars and the people.